This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, so we're going to turn our focus to rugby now. I did mention that the Rugby World Cup 7s get underway in Cape Town tomorrow. It's a three-day affair, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Both men and women's teams are playing. Um, South Africa being represented there. Obviously, it's also a farewell tournament for Blitzbox coach Neil Powell, who's been in charge since 2013. So I'm sure they'll be looking to give him the perfect send-off. And we are joined on the line by Sport24 reporter as well as SABC Sport analyst Kanyiso Chwago just to uh, tell us what we can expect from the South African teams and the Rugby World Cup 7s. Okay, can you, so firstly, maybe, I don't know um, if we can start with the sad news about the passing of Willie Losse. Uh, you guys covered it on Sport24. What do we know about what happened? And and just a background on Willie. Um, good evening, Well, look, I was as shocked as anyone when I saw the story when I saw the story um, earlier this morning. Um, really Lose played a lot of rugby for Oakland in particular, especially in the in the mid in the early to middle nineteen nineties when they were the best team. I mean he also represented Tonga in three years, but he really cut his teeth as a broadcaster of of some excellence. And um, especially with the the rugby. I remember listening a lot of a lot to a lot of commentary for NPC in the NPC in particular. Um I love to think that they had a very fond affinity. For the North Island teams like your Northland, your counties, Manukau, um, your your the thing, your your Waikatoes, a lot of those North Island, you, you one would find that you had a lot of uh, in-depth knowledge about those particular teams. Well, look, I mean, you played in the New Zealand circuit for quite a while, so one would understand uh, the amount of knowledge you had with regards to those teams. But that said, it's a big loss for New Zealand rugby. Um, it's a big loss for, for the rugby community in particular, and also you had a very deep and passionate life for servants rugby. Um, so I mean, it's, uh, right now they did some stuff on stuff. They did report that it was a medical event that led to his unfortunate passing. So uh, I think it was just reaching here um, as the weeks passed. That's actually what really happened. Okay, yeah, no condolences to his uh, family. Um, but now just um, back to the rugby. The tournament uh, gets underway tomorrow. What are the expectations on the blitz box on the men's team? Look, they need to win the tournament. It's end of story. It's a tournament that has, for for all intents and purposes, it's a purpose. It's, it's a tournament that has five steps. It's a tournament that they've never been able to win. Um, they the, the last they came close to winning was back in 1997, and they had a very very strong side. They they seven actually even at the time wasn't a a, a proper seven side. They, they picked a number of of of, of 15 players. I mean, Andre Fenter was part of that team. Um, the late just for the veteran as part of that team. So, look, it's going to be interesting to see um, how this particular tournament actually goes. I mean, South Africa, they actually finished, um, they finished, uh, they were one of the losing semi-finalists um, in, the, um, in the 2018 tournament in San Francisco. So, it's going to be interesting to see now that uh, when, when you see the South African seven team, they haven't actually done as well as one of the sports. Um, in the seven series in the, in, in the World Seven Circuit in particular, but if one can judge on how well they played um, at the Commonwealth Games, um, one hopes that they can actually shed um, the poor form of the of, of the Seven Circuit and actually play as well as they did in the Commonwealth Games. Mm. But what happened in LA for them to finish thirteenth? Pardon? I'm saying at the LA Sevens they finished thirteenth. I think that came as a surprise to a lot of people. Was it maybe one mind on the World Cup, or were they still on the high of the Commonwealth Games? No, one hopes. One hopes it's, it's, it's a bit of both because I mean, look, you the, the one thing about the Sevens circuit, you can't always apply yourself 
for every for, for every tournament. I mean, that's why part of the team at Fiji would be happy to start the tournament slowly, but by by the time your big your, your big point events like your Tokyo, your Singapore, your Hong Kong comes around, um, those are the kind of tournaments that they specialize in, where um there was a where there was a bigger points ranking at a particular tournament, that being Tokyo, that being Singapore, that being Hong Kong. So one would hope that the the, the Blitzbox have been able to pace themselves in a way that actually allows them to ensure that um, they are in peak form. And also, I need to say that I think the format of the tournament is actually quite a tricky one, and that is actually a straight knockout, mm. where if you lose, you're out. So it would be interesting to see how teams actually navigate um, this particular tournament. Yeah, no room for error, and I think it's just four games to the final, right? Pardon? I'm saying there's no room for error, like you said, because you lose one game, you are out, and I think you only play four games to get to the final. So it's actually a different ball game compared to what they're used to in the in the seven series. It is, it is, it is, it is. So there's you cannot afford to have a bad game where, um, to make an example, at least in the Commonwealth Games, in the Olympics, you've got your group stages where you can proceed through those, and when you when you proceed through those, at least then. You do have some wiggle room to lose the game here, but still qualify for the quarterfinals here. Um, it's a knockout. Um, it is uh, something that we generally see in football, not quite applicable in rugby. It's a straight knockout where you lose one game, that's in the curtain for you. So the, the Blitzbocker know that it's not going to be an easy ride for them. Um, they can't also underestimate the team that they'll be facing. It's going to be very critical that um, every game is going to be A game. So, I mean, look, it's also probably when you look at it, it's actually in tournament win because if you're four, and and then also can you so it's a farewell tournament for the coach Neil Powell. I'm sure winning the World Cup sevens will be the cherry on top. But how do you look back at his tenure then? Because he's been in charge for a while now. Look, I mean, it goes. There's been days where things have worked out. There's been there been years when things haven't worked out, and I think the past few years have been properly tricky for him. I mean, everyone would have looked at. Um, the Blitzwalker winning or being contesting quite well at the at, at, at seventh tournament at the Olympics, and that actually bombs quite spectacularly. So I think they look back at that and realize that that is a tournament where you felt where one would have thought that you could have should have done better. So it's one of those where also the seventh circuit is quite difficult in that you, you need to be able to pace yourself. And there have been seasons where the Blitzbock has been probably the, 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 the team to beat as in season with. They've allowed these dealers, they've allowed uh, a decision of failures, and they've allowed Fiji to gain ground on them. So it, 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 it's one of those things where, where to be fair, um, if you, 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 when you judge him on the results, you don't take uh, the decision team from poultry from one level to another. So now for the person who's going to replace him, it's going to be a case of Kenny, are they going to be able to win what the beach walker weren't able to win? Able to win? Because I think now that they're doing well in the seventh circuit is, is a given. The most significant thing is now how did they approach the tournament? Because it's all good and well to know that you are able to win. But are you able to win a Hong Kong? Are you able to win a, a, a Sevens World Cup? Are you able to win Olympics? Because those are the ones that matter the most. Those are the ones that when you look at it, those are the ones that never win. You can win a, remember, you can win seven out of the eleven days and win the series, but everyone often remembers the team that was the better as one Hong Kong. Uh, that is the one tournament that has consistently invaded the Silver. So if they're able to um, win your other tournaments, let's say win in South Africa and win in Hong Kong, 
um, just show that they are able to arrive for big tournaments. I think that is going to be the most important thing for them. He's going to the Sharks now. Um, there's been a, I think there's been a change in his role from when he was appointed. What is he going to the Sharks to do, and when does he start then at the Sharks? Well, another thing that he could be starting at the first of October. He's actually the head of rugby. Oh. I'm the director of rugby, so both the Curry Cup and the Super Rugby coaches will be reporting to him. So it's going to be interesting to see now how a um, how a Joey Mongalo, how a Sean Everett um, will work with them as the thing. Because remember that there were two autonomous coaches who were head of their respective departments. Now they need to report to a director right who is going to set a agenda of, of play that the, the, the two teams left adhere to. It's going to be interesting to see how that particular rally works. But I think it's one that is not very particular. Um, to South African rugby, whereas a lot of the coaches are effectively in charge of their department and not and if they're deporting, it's often to the CEO and the board. But now you find that the coaches are now of the, of the URC team that being shown Everett and uh, Joey Mongalo, they will now be reporting to a director of rugby who will be reporting to someone else. And is there success in succession plan of who takes over from him. I see Renfred Dazel is part of the coaching staff. Uh, Paul Delpot also is with the, with the women's seven side. Do you think it could come from one of these guys? I think it should. Um, you also, when, when it also comes to the matter of, of bringing coaches, you also want to be careful in terms of how you're bringing coaches. You do want to work continuity, but also on the other hand, you also do want to actually I'm bringing you that you know, in a case of what we're experiencing right now where there was a seven, uh, there was a coach called Robertson who was doing better than everyone else but wasn't given the opportunity to actually um, do justice uh, to, to be the old player coach and now that every, at every time Ian Foster has been put under pressure every time when he's been losing so it's going to be a catch-22 for Israel in terms of do they look for someone external but or, but or do they give the deputies a chance to actually um, show they can they can believe in capacity. Just finally, uh, the police the the women are also playing, but I see there are not a lot of expectations from them or on them, um, because they just seem to be pleased with the opportunity to play at home. What will make a good tournament for the ladies? Look, if they can just get past the, uh, I'm not, I haven't, I haven't actually quite wise that myself in terms of how the particular phase, uh, the particular this knockout phase work. But I think if they can show some improvement. From the from the Commonwealth Games because as much as they try to play, it, 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 I think what happened with them is that it just showed how underdeveloped uh, SA women's rugby is as compared to the women they they the counterparts in the women's sector where even though they also have their particular constraints, they're actually doing better than expected. So it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate this particular tournament. I mean, um, one would hope that the lessons that they took from the the, the lessons that they took. From the Commonwealth Games will be much applied in this particular in this particular World Cup because I think they still have a, a lot of learning to do. I think the, the same is applicable to their team counterparts when they go to the World Cup, when they go to their World Cup. So look, it's, I think women's rugby in particular, both the seven and six teams, um, is on a learning curve. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what more plans um do does a Russians have um in terms of professionalizing. Because I think once they do that, I think only then is when you're going to be able to start to see improvement. Okay, Christoph, can you say, always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, thanks for giving us a lowdown on what we can expect at the Rugby World Cup Sevens, which start tomorrow in Cape Town.